1: Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes that we're calling classic Risk singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from years past. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story by the wonderful Kevin Bowl that he first shared on the podcast in December of 2017. It's called Snow Globe.
0: There was a blizzard in Brooklyn. The snow was falling down heavily, and there was talk of shutting down the subways. So I shut the bar down a little early that night to make sure that I could get home. But I also shut it down so that I could have the bar to myself in the blizzard. The bar where I work is one of the most beautiful bars in the city. It's over 130 years old. It's all hand-carved wood, details everywhere. There's a proscenium with a giant mirror over the back bar with gargoyles in either corner, stained glass with the first owner's initials in a coat of arms. There are 18-foot ceilings with the original tin and a bar that is a single piece of mahogany from end to end. And there are huge windows out front with bars on them. When the bar is closed, I will sit in my perch behind the bar, enjoy the silence, and perhaps read a book, and definitely have a whiskey. In a snowstorm, I like to watch the snow fall through the windows. The bar is particularly beautiful in a snowstorm. And if you squint when the cars are covered, and you have the sodium lights coming down from the street lamps, and there's an orange glow on the street, You can imagine, almost believe that you are in the 19th century, and you wouldn't blink an eye if a horse-drawn sleigh came up Bergen Street. So it was a perfect moment sitting there with my book, reading or not reading, and sipping the whiskey. And then out of the storm, there was a knock on the front door. Not getting up from my chair, I drew my hand across my throat, giving the international signal for "we are closed," and went back to my book. And the knock came again. And I think to myself, "Ah, oh, for fuck's sake!" So I heave myself out of the chair to make my way to the front door. And as I get closer, I can see that there's this figure silhouetted against the streetlight. It's this young woman outside. I say to her. We're closed. I'm sorry. I can't help you. And she says, Oh, no. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I can see that you're closed. I just... I'm staying with a friend in the neighborhood, and I can't get in. I don't have the keys. Is it possible that I could wait inside until I hear from her? Fine, I say. And motion her to the back door to let her in. Now, after working a bar shift and dealing with people all day long, dealing with drunk people all day long, and the same stories over and over again, and dealing with the neediness of people, and the voices that are sometimes like ice picks in my skull, and hearing the same song played over and over again on the jukebox, all I want is the silence. I want this place to myself. So it was frustrating to let this person in, but I can't leave this woman on the stoop in a blizzard. So resigned, I go and open the door, and the storm blows in, and she blows in, and there's snow on her, and there's snow on the floor, and I shut the door against the wind. The steam is already coming off of her clothes. She pulls back her hood and takes off her scarf, and she's this beautiful young woman with close-cropped blonde hair and sparkling eyes. She's stunning, but even that doesn't get past my defenses at this point. She says, thank you, thank you. I'm like, "Uh, no problem. So she finishes taking off her coat and I lead her into the bar and she's this little slip of the thing and she sits in the chair and I offer her a drink and I pour a whiskey for her. She starts to talk. Now, I'm still in my head at this point, and I'm kind enough to give her monosyllabic answers to her questions, but that's really all I can muster at this point. I'm waiting for this phone call to happen so that I can have the night back to myself. But she has this unrelenting cheeriness oh this is the most beautiful bar I love this bar thank you so much for letting me in you're so kind to let me do this I know it's difficult and yes I say fine thank you no worries and then she starts to go deep with the questions which is like catnip to me I love to go deep in a conversation. So I'm beginning to have more interest into the things that she's asking. She starts to ask me, how long have you been working here? A long time, I say. It must be difficult to do what you do and deal with all these personalities all day long. Yeah, it is. You know, I'm an actress, she says. So I know what it's like working in the food industry myself sometimes. I know what it's like to have to deal with that. And then... We start talking about theater, and we start talking about her work, and how she loved figuring out a character that she was working on, finding the heart of the character. And I talked about how I loved that, too, being an actor. And I began to thaw a little bit. And then she asked me to put music on. Some bartenders, when they close up a bar... They will play music. They love to put their own personal playlist on and they DJ for a friend or two that they've got in the bar after hours. And for me, I adore the silence. I've been listening to the cacophony of people all day long and music, and I just love the silence. But there's more, too, because I tend to feel things deeply. And music in particular is very evocative to me. I use it sparingly. So I say, No, no, you know, I'm I'm good with the silence. And she says, please, just put on something. Who's your favorite artist? she says. <sighs> Billy Holiday, I say. She says, That's wonderful. Put some Billy Holiday on. Fine. So I go to the iPod and I find Blue Moon. And Billy starts singing, and she fills the space with her voice, and it just seems like she lives there, too, when she's singing to us. And then the woman reaches over the bar for my hand. I'm flabbergasted. I don't know what to do for a moment, but the whiskey has softened me, and Billy softened me, and her conversation has softened me, and so I take her hand. Warm in mine. And she leads me around the bar, and we find an open space on the floor. I put my hand on her waist and take her other hand and hold it up. She puts her hand on my shoulder, and we start to dance. And Billy's singing to us, and we are slowly dancing to her music, and the snow is falling outside the giant windows. And I can feel her warmth next to me. I can feel the warmth beyond her body, this warm soul that has walked into my bar at this strange time. And we slowly move and she puts her head on my shoulder and we sway and I can feel her soft back and her soft hand and her head on my shoulder and it's just perfect. And then the song ends and I look at her and I can see the sparkles in her eyes and her smile melts my heart. And in that moment, I'm in love and I sense nothing but love from her. So we grab our drinks and we go to the front window and we talk in whispers now, like children up after bedtime and stealing these moments of watching the snow and the light and feeling how lucky we are to be seeing this and then the call comes and it's time for her to go so we take our drinks to the bar and we put them down and I walk her to the back door and I unlock it as she's pulling on her coat and tying her scarf and putting her mittens on her hands and She looks at me and we hug. And then I open the door and the storm blows in again and she disappears into the night. And I slowly make my way back to my perch behind the bar. My drink is there and my book is there. The snow is still falling and it occurs to me that yes, in fact, everything has changed. The room looks different, the snow looks different. And I think this was a perfect moment. This must be what it's like to be inside of a snow globe. This perfect moment encased in glass, having no impact on anything that comes after, no connection with anything that came before, just this perfect crystalline moment in time. And I pick up my whiskey and I sip and I think, That's what this is. This is a snow globe moment. And I thank her silently for opening my eyes to the beautiful surprises that can come out of a snowstorm on a dark night.